nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Are you ready? Come on, man. Oh, I'm rolling, rolling bro. Start, start rolling. 11.57. Are we ever going to start? Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your GarageLogic podcast number 835. Hey. April 21st, 2022. We had a high of 95 degrees back in 1980 on this day. And it was as chilly as 22 degrees on this day in 1966. And in 2002, we had more than six inches, more than six and a half inches of snow on this day. Minnetonka Ice Outs, 1891-1956. White Bear, 1952-1956. and And Billy Stein reports from up north, if the weather doesn't warm up, I'm afraid lard and the rest of the Puss Lake chain won't be out for the fishing opener. The lakes are not even opening up by the shoreline yet. A bad sign. These uh, ice outs are brought to you by Aquaside. If you own a lake home or you uh, mooch off somebody where you can go swimming frequently, tell them to get Aquaside because it'll keep the lakefront free of weeds and uh, algae. They've been doing this for more than 60 years with the complete line of lake and pond control products. They take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll help you identify the weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Uh, it's easy to order online, too, at Aquaside.com, and they normally ship the same day. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. They've been killing lake weeds for 60 years, and they'll make sure you get the right product. They will, huh? Yeah. You ready to do this, Leroy? Yes. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic gonna, with Rookie on Production. You're going to be Chris Reavers, on, director of social yeah. media. You're going to be really John sorry. John Hyde in the newsroom. What? You're going to be really sorry I'm Kenny here today. I already Coffee yep. Shop. <laughs> here is your flashlight up. king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. What a show. Coffee Matska coming up. Yes. Uh, the uh, Roseville woman who uh, is taking on the uh, the Equity Legions. Uh, we have some Kamala Harris for you that you're going to enjoy. But first, the Byron Buxton update. Oh, yes. Are we going to need a sounder for this, by the way? I wish you'd create one. All right. I know what, that. What would the sounder be? Would it be a, 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 a twig a, snapping? Yeah, a twig snapping, a pencil breaking. What would it be? A baby crying, maybe. Okay. They're more appropriate. Buxton went to an off-site facility yesterday afternoon to take some ground balls and fly balls without worrying about a slick field uh, in the rainy, <laughs> chilly Kansas City weather. Baldelli said Buxton also would take some swings later that day in the cage, meaning yesterday. So does that mean that he would only request the to play during dry situation? Not uh, oh, it's raining, it's slick. I'm looking at the schedule here. They're, they've got a day game today in Kansas City. Obviously, he's not going to be in the lineup based on the update. 
And then they're home to the Whiteys on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I wonder if he'll play over the weekend. Do you? I have no idea. Do any of you feel um, like you just haven't bonded with this team? Remember, spring yes. training used to be huge, and have, now it's kind of like, eh. Do you feel like I do? I have felt that way. Yeah. Do you? Uh, John has a theory, Matthew, and it's not Buxton's fault that he's not back in it. Uh, okay. I think it's uh, the organization and especially the manager because Buxton keeps getting quoted as saying he's ready. And then Rocco says, well, we we got to, you know, we got to put him through a few things before. Uh, he does manage. Well, this is why I do the update, because you know that this infuriates me. The modern no, game is just uh, beyond my comprehension. So. I don't think it's the player here. I think it's <clears> okay. The so okay. to honor that. I will not turn the game on at 1 o'clock. I will pay full attention to the broadcast. No, throw it out. While on the road in California this week, Vice President Kamala Harris made a stop at Vandenberg's Space Force Base north of Los Angeles <laughs> to announce a new U.S. policy that, again, kneecaps U.S. defense capabilities when it comes to ensuring foreign threats are able to be deterred or destroyed. The, uh, as ABC7 reported, the vice president announced that the United States is committing to a ban on destructive anti-satellite missile testing and calling on other countries to do the same. The Biden administration's ban comes after Russia and China have already carried out such tests in the past and are unlikely to heed the Biden administration's request that they stop pursuing offensive space capabilities. Bold move. If the U.S. sticks to Harris's comment, that puts America at a disadvantage in space against foreign foes who may seek to take out critical satellites and now know there won't be a retaliatory hit from the U.S. So not exactly the peace through strength that's necessary to deal with nations like China and Russia. Harris also, in the course of her remarks to Space Force Guardians, attempted to explain space. Is this going to be better than oh, yeah. Ukraine yes. is oh, a country? Is, she uh, just wait. Okay. Uh, her her comments were reminiscent of the significance of the passage of time, and she really, <laughs> really went for it. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth, humans that land on the Moon, or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Space is exciting. (laughs) It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. See? In a nutshell. I'm in a state of aerionatic arousal right now. What are the... uh, Astronomical arousal? What are the big questions, Kamala? Please keep Vice President Kamala Harris away from the Space Force. Instead of visiting America's southern border or even Ukraine, Vice President Harris went home to California for a big speech at Vandenberg Air Force Base Monday. Space is exciting, she said. It affects us all and it connects us all. I don't know Uh, if you noticed it, Joe, but in the background you see some of the people that are in attendance. And a lot of them have the look, the same look that Bud Selig had when the Chevy guy That's right. was trying to give away the trophy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's the, like, because what the hell is she in, talking about? In theory, about? some of those people have actually been Correct. Right, to right. space. With Space Force <laughs> service members arrayed behind her for the big speech, Harris announced the U.S. would halt destructive satellite tests, where your missile blows up your own old satellites on orbit. 
These tests are dangerous and we will not conduct them, said Harris. Hmm. Then she called on all nations, including China and Russia, to join the ban. You think they're laughing at this idiot? Yeah. Of course they are. Here's the kicker. The U.S. has no plans to blow up satellites. The only true American anti-satellite test took place in 1985. It is actually a pretty cool event involving an Air Force F-15 fighter and a special missile. Then in 2008, the U.S. shot down a broken spy satellite, carefully timing the impact so the chunks would burn up in the atmosphere. But that's it. That's the whole U.S. record. Two anti-satellite shots. For Harris to make a unilateral pledge to stop something the U.S. wasn't doing anywhere <laughs> was bonkers. Right. Canceling something that doesn't happen. Poo and Z are laughing at her. China doesn't do arms control. Besides, China has plans to dominate space. China responded on Tuesday by inviting all U.N. members to its space station and flooding party mouthpiece People's Daily with pictures of the three Chinese astronauts who just returned to Earth in April. As for Russia... Uh, I doubt if space right now is Putin's top priority. Also, Russia blew up a satellite in orbit on November 15, 2021. Trying to make Harris into an international space diplomat is another sign of the White House in foreign policy freefall. Can you imagine her having a say in anything important? <laughs> well, no. Well, this I, I, space is important, and she and it. Okay, but who is? Is the speechwriter having a little bit of fun with her? No, you're, you're, you're leading me to a thought I had along similar lines. Go. It's, it's evident by now that either someone's trying to help her and she ignores them, <laughs> or no one's trying to help her. Her staff has been a revolving door of True. people leaving. True. She might be as difficult to work with as uh, Amy Klobuchar. But isn't there someone that can get to her and say, do you realize what a foolish woman you sound like? I think they're doing this on purpose, Joe. They're keeping her occupied with nonsense in For order to point in order to keep her nose out of the real business of running the country. Imagine a future oh, with God. freight trucks <laughs> oh. that deliver bread and milk oh. to our grocery store. Oh, think about it. We've, and we've, the bus We've got to have her do something. What can we ever do this week? Oh, oh I know. Send her to the space station. I know some <laughs> BS about shooting satellites out of the sky. Okay, but you have a president right now that finished his speech and shook hands with the air when he when he turned <laughs> and then got distracted by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yes. One more point on her speaking style. The Joint Space Operations Center, where Harris visited, is an incredible command center where U.S. space forces and allies watch and track our satellites and keep an eye on the 29,000 pieces of space junk in nearly 2,700 satellites flown by many countries. They call it the JSPOC. I don't know why, but that sounded like she was talking down to those professionals. Makes you wonder if this was just a political move by her staff? Harris is vice president, heads the National Space Council. She's the top dog for U.S. space policy. Can you imagine that? No. And she doesn't even know what uh, she's talking about. What street creds does she have? The White House, in, uh, White House fact sheet for her big speech claimed that meaningfully reducing ASAT testing and debris generation advances U.S. national security, yet the attempt to give Harris credibility fizzled because of the flimsy policy position. Trying to cancel something that we don't do, and Russia and China don't care. They don't care what this woman says. Play it again. It's it's truly incredible. And think of the professionals she's talking to. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. Whether it is satellites 
that orbit the Earth, humans that land on the moon, or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Space is exciting. Yes. It spurs our imaginations, and it forces us to ask big questions. I don't see why you don't get it, Joe. Yeah, I am so embarrassed. Not. How embarrassed are you? I, I can't believe this. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So the video you sent me, by the way, it's accompanied with you know the sign language guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right next to me. At one point, he kind of... Is he rolling his eyes? He kind of does the... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something, ladies and does gentlemen? Does he at any point put his finger up to his temple and then <laughs> spin it around <laughs> as, it, as if to indicate... Yeah. Love that. Bonkers. I hope that. <laughs> oh. I, uh, hey, uh, uh, I have another word on this contest. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we don't qualify for the grill, correct? Correct. Damn it. Well, people uh, are eating. Actually, if you might. win the grill, uh, uh, invite me over and I will uh, eat your food. Matthew, yeah. um, Joe actually might buy it himself and give it to the staff just to get this contest over. Oh, that's fine with me because it's a fantastic grill. It's not going well. This is a a luxurious grill. Here's my favorite one. Mm. This is from Dennis Bartholomew. Dear Joe, you know that grill contest? Yeah. Well, I didn't try to enter. (laughs) (laughs) That's not in the spirit of it, people. (laughs) Enter. Uh... Hey, Joe, take it easy on the dummies. I am listening to the current podcast in your tirade. It took me 30 seconds to enter from my phone. Thank you. Pretty damn easy. Hey, I'm just a regular 53-year-old car guy. I had no problem navigating this site. Just send me the grill. Who's that? That's from uh, Joe. Okay. And then others are lamenting the difficulty they're having trying to... uh, Enter this, and I can assure you, this will never happen again. I do need to add one. We're thing. not having any more contests. Oh, coming up next month? No, we're not. No, I'm kidding. Jeez, um, oh, you scared I'm me. I'm serious. One There's going to be no more contests. One thing you do have to do, GLers, keep this in mind: in order to enter it, you do need to um, stay with me. You have to disable your ad blocker, your pop-up ad block. Oh no! <laughs> Head down. He's you done. You do have to do that. He's done happen. now. Oh, He's done God. now. That's oh. not. Joe, and to walk you through uh, disabling that, here's Joe Suchery. Well, here, okay, this is from uh, Bill. I'm a retired software guy. This form does not work on Chrome or someone screwed up the online form. I use Chrome. Can't even go back and correct anything. Once I put in my birthday, the only thing to do was to click on the submit entry, not go to the next page and guess. So I can't even provide a guess unless my birthday counts. Your sales guy screwed this up by hiring somebody cheap. (laughs) <laughs> Sales or promotions, someone screwed up in hiring. There has never People been People are now a, getting angry. There has never been a more successful campaign for a contest than this one that has been dismissed completely. You know okay. what I'm saying? Where on the website can I find this, Chris? I'm gonna you go, go to garagelogic.com. It's the uh, banner ad that says uh, registered to win, win a Traeger grill from Fred You know Fred what? Alonis. I'm canceling the contest, and I'm no. making an announcement Email right Joe. now. I'm Email making an announcement Joe. right now. The, the hit 70 last Friday. We're done. No. no Nobody no, got it right. No, We're done. Fred no, no. you keep the grill. No, don't he doesn't do want to. No, he wants to. We hit 70 last Friday. To... There is no more contest. No, he's going to change it if it hits 70 this Saturday. Right. Like it's going to. Right. Contest is over. I'm not going to read okay. all these. Okay. 
I, I just did it, and it's asked me my email, yep. and now it's saying submit your entry, but I haven't picked a date. Did you disable pop-up blocker yet? How do I do that? You're, if you're already in there, Kenny, you, you're, you're already disabled. But, but okay, so... <laughs> you're already disabled. That sounds horrible. <laughs> is it going to give me some dates to choose from? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm submitting my entry. Oh, I have to give my whole name and birth date and, and all that? And you can't enter Mind Your Own Business as your info. Well, I'm right. not doing that. I'm out. Tom in Elmwood, Wisconsin writes, Holy bleep, I did it. I followed your price instru- precise instructions and boom, it worked. It even gave the average guest statistics when I was finished. Going to smoke up some prime-grade homegrown oh. corn-fed Jersey beef when yeah. I win. Now back to Chorin. Tom uh, Nagendorf in Elmwood, yeah. Wisconsin. That's a uh, letter Kenny reference. Thank you, sir. Okay. Back to Chorin? Yep. Yeah. Back uh-huh. to Chorin. That's still my favorite, though, Dennis. Joe, you know that grill contest? Well, I didn't even try to enter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Close it's enough. the most successful campaign that people don't want to win or enter. It's the most successful campaign of a failure. That's ever existed. Yeah, but that's a good grill. So uh, you, it's a Traeger grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Gardens. It's right. a top dollar. This is top shelf. Uh, what, uh, it's a pellet grill. You're what, doing yourself a disservice. What's that mean? If you a don't. pellet grill. Uh, wood pellets. Oh, it I finally got to the point where I can pick a date. What date should I pick? That's your problem. Um, you have to yesterday. Be so angry? Yeah, I am. Four twenty <laughs> lit yesterday, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm going with four twenty nine April. You don't oh. even get to enter the contest. That's the anniversary of Garage Logic. Here's a successful entry, and he's not even allowed to enter it. Next and Friday. I'm going to go between 29 years. You're right. 1 and 2 p.m. Can't wait to see what happens Done. with the celebration. Loading results. Like. Next Friday, the predicted high is 55. That's the uh, 29th anniversary of Garage Logic. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, April 29th. Thank you. And that's when uh, Governor Dayton uh, gave the proclamation. How many years ago was that? When we oh, got booted. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. That's Celebrating we got fired, 25 hey. years on the air. Hey. See, See you later. later. Tuesday. Put him in the broom closet and <laughs> make him do Wilson. a podcast. See you Tuesday. I'd rather just have a talking frog at this point. Okay, what do I do after I pick the time? Oh. Then what? Because oh. now it's not giving me any more God. options. Whoops. What do I do now? You guys do realize we're still doing the show, right? No, no. I'm not. Okay. We didn't start yet, did we? Yeah. Did he do ice outs? Yeah. He did? He sure did. Oh, thank you for participating. The winner will be notified after the official garage opener. Oh, All right. Hot damn. Wow. I'm in. Kenny's in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that going to do it for this segment? Yeah. Let me tell you the host just stopped talking. He's thinking, yeah. No, i tell you what. <laughs> I, I, Craig writes, Joe, uh, it occurs to me that you don't open links that people send you. Uh, yes, I do, uh, Craig. Do you read the newspaper? Except John Fram. Perhaps I even open John's. Perhaps that's why I haven't heard you talk about the piece I sent you. It's about CO two being good for the earth, or maybe you just didn't find it interesting enough. Wow. Uh, Craig, I I tried opening your link, and I'm having the same trouble that GLers are having trying to register to win the grill. Did you disable your oh, pop up blocker? It was probably one of those berry jokes. That's no, it was. wasn't. It's about oh. CO2 is good for us. You, you guys all see that one? We need it. Hey, Barry. I can't believe he fits into that little egg. Craig Bartlett, the Armadillo <laughs> Sign Company. I, 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 give it, I gave it an effort to Craig. Armad- Armadillo Sign Company? Yeah. yeah is he got, in Texas? I can get you a sign. You can get you a sign. Yeah. Copper. We, yeah, we, Copper's we got our sign, sign for us. I'll get you a sign. Uh, 
You want to take a time out? No, I'm what thinking. We, I'm thinking out loud. Here, right? We're going to talk to coffee. Uh, Twelve thirty, sir. Okay. Uh, well, there's plenty more where that came from. Uh, <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, I consider myself warned. Food fraud update. <laughs> ah, yes, that was in the newspaper today. A third and final Minnesota Senate committee hearing focused on the fraud of uh, feeding our future alleged in a number of federal meal program sites. They oversaw the Minnesota Department of Education. They're, they're, uh, they're focusing on the Department of Education. The Department of Education oversaw Feeding Our Future and distributed federal money that the nonprofits would then in turn pay meal sites. According to search warrants filed as part of a federal investigation, a number of those sites uh, overstated the number of meals they served the children in need during the COVID-19 pandemic, then used the money to purchase properties. Feeding Our Future got to keep a percentage of the money as an administrative fee. Throughout these legislative hearings, Education Department officials have been defensive of the job they did overseeing Feeding Our Future. And today, an assistant commissioner went a step further, laying blame on the USDA and a district judge who ordered them to continue giving payments even after raising concerns. Did the Education Department's process work to prevent hundreds of thousands of dollars of fraud? Republican State Senator Roger Chamberlain asked, I believe our staff did everything within their power to slow the growth of the programs or at least understand what happened. Unfortunately, we were not given the backing of the USDA and the judge required in the lawsuit to move things along in a timely manner. If those things hadn't happened, we could have done more, but that's what we were up against, said Darren Court, assistant MDA commissioner. One of the meal sites was Safari Restaurant in Minneapolis, claiming to feed 5,000 children a day, which is more than those who attend Minnesota's largest high school. Why is uh, that we don't know that. According to the search warrant, the owner of Safari used the money to buy a million-dollar house in the suburbs. Chamberlain questioned why Education Department officials didn't just go there and confirm whether kids were actually eating. We certainly did not waive all of our monitoring requirements. Monitoring was occurring. Oversight was happening. Well, apparently it wasn't, fella. Mm. But at that point, we were not doing the visits, in part because they might not have been particularly useful because many sites were doing home delivery at that time. Yeah, they actually say not relevant. Joe. And also because many sites weren't allowing outside people other than their own students and staff on site, Courtney said. But you're, you're telling me, Courtney, that uh, you're the overlord of this thing, and you're telling me they wouldn't have allowed you in? B as in B, S as in yeah, S. Yeah, the person writing the check. Come yeah. on, give me a break. Well, remember, too, there was the, the, the neighbor, the, the, the gal that had the business next to them saying, mm -hmm. I've never seen one kid in this spot No ever. one has been charged <laughs> in the federal investigation. Feeding our future and Safari Restaurant deny all criminal wrongdoing. Do you think there ever will be nope, charges? No, I said it the day one, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. On day one, yes, you said this will never, this will fall into the cauldron of racial oppression. And no one will be charged, no one will be arrested, and the taxpayers can eat the $50 million they swallowed. That's, well, that's 50 mil. That's hmm. going to come as a relief to the people that bought that million-dollar home. Uh, that's good to hear for them. Well, it, it shouldn't be what they're hearing, but what, what other conclusion can we draw? We're already, you've already seen strong intimations that uh, we're only being looked at because of our race. Mm -hmm. We're only being looked at because... We're, uh, we're immigrants. It's the same thing that happened with uh, BLM out in, was it California? Mm -hmm. uh, said the same thing. It's racist that you're coming after us. Well, no, it's the IRS that would like some answers. I can't believe the finger pointing going on here back and forth. Wow. Speaking of BLM, 
and we'll get to it after our visit with uh, Coffee Mosca. But black murders drastically shot up in 2020 when protests and riots in support of Black Lives Matter and defund the police movement swept the nation and America dealt with coronavirus and lockdowns. Social justice activists, however, have looked the other way. Uh, the people getting hurt by the defund the police movement are uh, American citizens of color. Unfortunately, a lot of people are backing off the defund the police movement. But I want to save that. I want to save that and, uh, and get to it after Coffee Matska. There is an effort in Roseville School District uh, to endorse the views of a left-wing parent group, uh, a group called Falcon Families for Equity and Justice. And the group said its, uh, its focus is on challenging unjust systems and supporting children from historically underrepresented and marginalized communities. And Coffee Matska would have an opposing view, I'm reasonably certain of that. And I, I will want to ask her about why she thinks these people are so insistent on making these children of color less than. And what is unjust about the school in Roseville? If it's that bad, why are your kids there? you parents who are uh, signaling your virtue. What, what are you attempting to accomplish by creating Falcon families for equity and justice? Do you even know what equity means and what is meant by justice? We'll get all of that with coffee when we come back. You're listening to Garage Logic right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking to you about your business right now, telling the thousands of loyal jailers about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with the Garage Logic podcast. It's easy. Visit garagelogic.com now, enter keyword partner, P A R T N E R, fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you very quickly. Once me and the dummies start talking about your company, you're going to be amazed at how many GLs just start showing up. Easy to do. Do it right now. Visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Your inside is out when your outside is in. Your outside is in when your inside is out. Everyone has got something to hide except me and my monkey. I cannot wait to see what you say next. <laughs> what do you got to hide, pal? I'm inside uh, out right now. Uh, actually, it's none of our business what you're hiding in that oh. safe. But if you need it hidden, locked away, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they can help. Uh, and it doesn't matter what your lock needs are, commercial, residential, automotive, rich. He's the owner. Uh, he sells, he tends to all the locks ever made, and he also sells the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe, made right here in the United States of America by Americans using American materials. Get to the website. Um, um, it's uh, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Sorry, I'm busy, distracted. You're watching. so worried about the monkey, aren't you? No, I'm watching Such being very, very impatient. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for your patience today. Uh, dip into the Liberty Safe showroom when you hit that website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. That's where you're going to find it all, safes of all sizes, all price ranges. Uh, and, and know that when you're there, you're looking at the very best saves ever made. And then when you stop into Sea Rich at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, you're talking to the most trusted expert in the Twin Cities in business for 30 years, uh, right there in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, you monkey. Emergency visit to the John Height Newsroom. 
Uh, thank you. This is very. I wish we had a ticker tape kind of thing. Oh, kind of thing. Yeah, from Kansas City. Yeah, leading off in DHing today, Byron Buxton. No. Yes. Really. Uh huh. That's him laughing. DHing because we certainly can't risk having him actually play in the field. Well, then that gives us reason to put the game on at one o'clock now. You may. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm wrong. Good. I'm glad he's playing. I don't know what I'm wrong about. Oh, I, I was wrong because I'm saying that he there's not a chance he would have played today. I'm wrong. Yeah, but but you were right about the other three days or whatever it was. I apologize if I've offended anybody. Thank you, you for were, the You were right last year. Yeah. Well, Ricey did say on Monday that we won't see him for five weeks. Now, there's a Timberwolves game tonight. 6.30 tip. There's a hockey okay. game tonight. Okay, time out. Time out. Um... I need to vent on the NBA. Here with the hot sports take. Are we doing take. a sports show, Matthew? Yeah. For, for 30 seconds, we are. Okay, I'm going to start the I, I can't say the word that I want to say. I bleeping hate the National Basketball Association. Okay. The fouls and the, the flailing and... I, I was shouting at my TV the other night watching this game. You hated so much I, that you were glued to it. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I, you know, I want the Timberwolves no to win. Sense. I want them to win. I do want them to win. But it's there's there's no in hockey. If you hook someone or trip someone, that's a penalty. That's the right. referees do cannot see <laughs> if you touch someone's hand or you touch the ball. I was so. I was taken to task because I was yelling at the TV going, why do you care? I care about the legitimacy of sports, and the NBA is not legit. It's not legitimate. You're just awakening to this? No, they travel all the time and all this other crap. I hate it. I hope the Wolves win. Yes, John, you've been trying to say something. No, I just said this is not the rook that I signed up for. That's a hot sports take. You thought it'd be funny? Yeah. No, NBA is not funny. I, I, I'm going to slap someone. Oh, Next that's NBA a piping person I see, hot sports take. I'm going to slap him right in the face. Now, now we have an agitated rook and an yep. agitated mayor. Anybody else? Hey, I'm good. You play basketball because I'm going to slap you right in I the face. I haven't even gotten into the show. And okay. I'm oh, my. That's uh-huh. a scolding hot sports really take. Uh, do do the ice outs and hit the theme, will you? Do have a guest? I'm uh-huh. calling her right now. Yeah, oh. as you were. Well, it, but it was frustrating. Anyway, I hope the Wolves win. I want the Wild to win. Uh, they beat uh, the Canuck, the Canadians two zip. What and, the Wild are fighting for is home ice against St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis is a tough that, that won't opponent. I, it 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 can't hurt, Kenny. Let's. I, I'd go so, so far as to say it can't hurt. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Downtown St. Paul will be hopping tonight. But huh? in the NHL, home ice hasn't proved to be terribly significant lately. So both downtown St. Paul and Minneapolis might have some some uh, customers tonight. Should we go out to dinner tonight? No. You want to buy me dinner tonight no. somewhere? No. <laughs> we're at, we're going to reach coffee right now. Okay. Listen to him schmooze. You guys don't want to do a show. No, we don't. Hi, coffee. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm great. Coffee, Mosca, Roseville. You have kids in the Roseville School District. Yes. You uh, you caught our attention months ago when you uh, were arguing against the idea of critical race theory. Am I correct? Yes. And could you help us understand what's now taking place in the Roseville School District? The uh, school board apparently has approved a parent group called the Falcon Families for Equity and Justice. 
this group apparently says it focuses on challenging unjust systems and supporting children from historically underrepresented and marginalized communities. What is an unjust system in your estimation? Um, I don't know what unjust system that they're talking about because I was able to succeed in this system and many, many other people of color are. Um, We've eliminated the unjust systems that existed like Jim Crow and slavery. And so I don't know what unjust systems they're talking about. And they talk about it in such vague terms that they don't even define it for themselves. Mm -hmm. All I can see is that this group, what they're studying, and you can see it on Falcon Heights School District website. They have a on their calendar, they have a link to this group in their next meeting, and their meeting is, they're studying this podcast called Nice White Parents. Right. And in this podcast, like on the, on the page, it states it explores how to limit the power of white parents. Mm-hmm. It says, if you want to understand what's wrong with public schools, you have to look at what's arguably the most powerful force in shaping them, white parents. Mm. Lastly, it states um, white parents brilliantly explores the key driver in what's blocking educational integration and equity, the actions of white families. And so what it seems to me is that this is a racist group that is intent on saying that white families are the problem with the education system. The ironic thing is if you look at the article, the Alpha News article, you know who you see at the table? A bunch of white parents. Mm-hmm. So if they are the problem, why are they? Why do they have a seat at the table? Right. Why are they trying to have a voice in this situation if they're the problem? Why don't they go take a back seat and sit down and shut up? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. You know, when you when it leads to its logical conclusion, it leads to the demise of white liberals in any position of power and having any kind of voice whatsoever, because they're the ones saying that white people are terrible by virtue of their skin color. White people are the problem with the education system. White people are the reason for every single problem in the black community. So shut up and sit down and be quiet. I mean, we would solve so many of our problems that way. I'm concerned that in public education, what's taking place is uh, so, so watering down typical disciplines like English and math uh, that they're making uh, children of color less than. They, they, they seem to not uh, anticipate that a child of color can be just as su- successful as anyone else. And it might even be worse than that. What movements like this do is they, uh, they tend to uh, blame these things as white affectations. In other words, getting an A, that's for white people. Uh, understanding trigonometry, that's for white people. Am I on the right track at all with that thinking? Yes, they, they, that is true. Well, it's dreadful. It it's dreadful. It's evil. You're, you're harming the children. And it leads to things like this in Roseville. Now, this is not Minneapolis and St. Paul. In Roseville in 2019, before COVID, the reading scores for white kids were 75% and blacks 36. Mm-hmm. Math for whites it was 69% and for um, blacks, it was 27 percent. So mm-hmm. this crap is real. Like, it has real consequences. You know, and it, they don't talk about academics at all. They never, ever, ever talk about how they're going to improve reading and writing scores. Li- listen, to, listen to these school board meetings. It is not, it's not a topic. I read a 2021 article when Jenny Locke, our new superintendent, about her, and all she talks about in the article is equity, diversity, equity, and what about these scores? 
How are you going to improve these scores? Oh, they do have a, a equity di- di- a diversity director for the school district that they pay $130,000 for and $43,000 a year for the Equity Alliance. Since they've had all these things in place, scores have not improved for kids of color at all. And their only solutions are virtue signaling. Oh, we should hire more people of color. If you have a black teacher, the black kids will learn. That's not even logical. So if you have a black teacher in the class, you have three black students, they will learn, but the others won't. Isn't a good teacher based on their qualifications and how well they teach? I didn't know it had to do with the color of your skin or tailor. They want to tailor test towards people of a color. So including, you know, to Jake Quica or Juan in your store, some stereotypically person of color name in your story problems are all of a sudden now kids of color are going to excel. They only look at virtue signaling and never like any real solutions to the problems. They just want to make themselves feel good. They feel so guilty. But, and, they, and so they don't ever have real solutions to the problem. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but uh, aren't you a black woman with two law degrees? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Coffee, are you aware of the people who have formed the Falcon Families for Equity and Justice? I mean, do you literally know some of them? Um... I do not know them personally. I take it you were not asked to be a member. No, but I did attend a meeting that last night because I just thought I should learn and I should, um, you know, like I don't get a seat at the table, even though they think say they care about people of color. I've spoken at so many school board meetings. You know the one that you had recorded? Yes. They didn't even give me a response. Every time I speak, they don't, they don't give me a response. One time the school board sent me a response, and it was just this. They always send us these, like, um, you know, template letters. Mm-hmm. So I don't get a seat at the table. They do. So the only way for me to get a seat at the table, even though they care so much about black lives and they have all these white people at the front of the table, no black people, is to join their efforts, join the group, and see if I can come up with some constructive solutions. And I think only then will the school board listen to me. So, yes, I did attend a meeting, and I intend to get involved to try to make a difference, because I think it's the only way. What does equity mean in a math class, that every kid should get the same grade? Um, I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, they lower standards. I mean, not just in math class. In Roseville School, everybody gets an automatic 50% on everything. And I don't know how, I don't know how you'd have what you'd do for equity in a math class. I mean, I know they give kids, every kid can take tests over and over again, um, things like that. The group uh, Falcon Families for Equity and Justice has a community action committee that organizes events on equity and anti-racist reading events, solidarity marches, uh, solidarity marches, and activism opportunities. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It has nothing to do with anything that would actually improve schools. I mean, I read about their reading event where they get together at a park and find a bunch of CRT depressing books talking about how big of losers black people are, how we'll never amount to anything, and white supremacy. Um, And they sit and they they read those books to children. So, I mean, I know they said they went and checked out a bunch of the books from the library, a hundred of them, and then they sat and read this depressing crap so we can indoctrinate more kids to be little racists. If you could run the Roseville School District, what changes would you make? Mm, 
That is a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, I would not allow any, I mean, like right now my eighth grader is reading a book on CRT and racism, all the American boys or something. And so I wouldn't allow any readings like that. I wouldn't allow any type of messages or curriculum in the school that told people of color that they were less than and that white people had a privilege that we didn't have, that there was white supremacy making white people supreme and black people therefore inferior. So I wouldn't allow any of that crap. In the school, all kids would be told that they are equal in the eyes of God and in, the, in, the, in my eyes, and, and we wouldn't have all that. The schools wouldn't be taking political positions. I mean, Jenny Locke has been in Alpha News so much, it make your head spin. Mm-hmm. Just in there on the thing, she supports the climate change walk, this Falcon Heights thing. She supports Amir Locke. You know, like, for me, my biggest priority would be improving scores and teaching kids to read and write because that's what a school is. They're not a parent. They're not a therapist. They're not activists. That's what a school is. I would just teach kids to read and write and leave the rest to their parents. And I would have the same high standards for all children. Why are these relationships getting worse? Uh, here we are in the year 2022. Why, why, why is this becoming more intense? You mean like the race battle? Yes. Because we have, I mean, you have black and white people doing it, but promoting this message that, you know, like black people are, it's like everyone is, you know, having a mental lapse. Mm-hmm. You know, they think we're still in chains. Right. They think we're still in chains. They literally do. When you read Black Lives Matter website, they were like, we have to, emancipation, we got to free the black people. What? <laughs> really? Maybe we need to free you. Or are you locked up in someone's basement somewhere? But I'm not. <laughs> I do whatever <laughs> I think and want to do when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think people have this um, delusion that we're still in chains. And I don't know... I don't know what people get out of it, but I, all I can tell you is that it has terrible results. That guy that shot up the New York subway station, mm-hmm. you know, on his, on his YouTube page, he's like, it's just a matter, of, a matter of time before these black people say enough is enough and these white people have to go. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about no one has your back. The whole world is against you. Why should you live besides to pick sugar and pick cotton and chop, you know, pick tobacco. I'm like, what era are we living in? But he has been buying into the lies of the left. He really thinks this is our fate, and this is, and this is what happens. Like, it results in violence. And for white people, it results in resentment and guilt. All these crazy white people walking around feeling guilty all the time for they did nothing wrong. They're good people. Or it results in anger. And I'm really nervous as a black person that, you know, white people are going to start being angry for being blamed for all the black community's problems when they know they're not the, they're not the problem. And I don't think it, I want peace. You might think I'm a liberal when I talk like this, but I want peace and love and unity. And their message brings the opposite. Oh, their message is hatred. It's hatred. I mean, even this Falcon Heights group studying this book about nice white people, like, it's all hatred toward white people and it's self-hatred and it's, disgusting that's a new york times podcast by the way yeah that's the one that this group is studying Mm -hmm. that they picked they voted and they all got together and discussed and after putting all their heads together they came up with this one well they should listen to the garage logic podcast that would straighten them out (laughs) maybe i would suggest that one for our next study (laughs) i have a serious question i'm not worried about it but maybe you have a maybe you have an observation or an insight i've never felt any guilt about any of this i don't feel guilt about anything 
Well, you shouldn't because, I mean, unless you've done something wrong to somebody and you feel guilty and then you go make it right. But, I mean, I don't think you should feel guilty. I don't feel like a victim either. And I'm, I'm so pleased that you don't. And it's just, this is why I think the candidacy of, uh, of Kendall Qualls is so important. This is the message he's trying to bring to this screwed up state we live in. Yes. Yep. It is. It's very, it's very important. And I feel like he's the only one running that truly, truly understands this. Mm-hmm. Because as the liberals like to say, it's been his lived experience. <laughs> well, his lived experience is pretty good, to tell you yeah, the truth. Yeah, his lived experience is living through a bunch of crap and not <laughs> yeah. letting it hold him back. Right. Yeah. He's very yeah. successful. That's his lived experience. As 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 is yours is a very successful experience. As is many black people right. and and who every black child could be. That's my point. Quit make. What parents really should be doing in Roseville is going to the school board and the teachers and say, quit doing my kid a favor. You're harming my kid. Yep. But unfortunately, Joe, Coffee tried doing that, and she even said it. She's not even getting a response from the school board. Just like I said yesterday. Coffee's not going to stop trying, though. That's true. Just like I I said. I get discouraged often, but, I mean, I have to keep trying. I mean, hearing my kid come home from school every day, even now, you know, totally disgusted, and I'm like, do you want me to step in? And he says, no, Mom, I'm going to handle it myself. If she gives me flack, I'll step. I'll let you step in. And, you know, but my I mean, I will defend him. Me. If she wants to bring this racist crap into the classroom and tell my little boy that he is lesser than, the police hate him, everybody hates him, his friends hate him, you know, no, no, you don't get to do that. Like, you don't get to feel good and virtue signal at my child's expense. Right. No way. It's racist. It's terrible. And just stop. It makes me so angry. Like, I'm just, I'm doing everything I can to hold back. But that is, it, it's rookie here. That's part of what the problem is. I've got a daughter that teaches in the St. Paul School District. And all the school boards, when they get together and they talk and they plan and they do this, but the bottom line is, in Roseville, especially, maybe, but especially in St. Paul, these poor uh, elementary school kids are totally being left behind. COVID killed these guys. It just it set them so far back, and no child left behind means they just keep passing them to the next grade, to the next grade, to the next grade. And it's extremely frustrating to see that all the woke people are putting stuff on the uh, making the rules, but they're not paying attention to what's really happening in the classroom. Nope, they're not. I mean, and honestly, if they think they're the problem, they should just resign. Honestly, like today when I was thinking about this, I think that is the solution to our problem. Like, if this is what you say, you think you're terrible, you think you've got privilege, you think you don't deserve the positions you're in, you think you're inherently racist for your skin color, we all know racism's bad, you should quit. Clean house. They should. That's a good point. They should quit. Walk your talk. Otherwise, shut up and say, no, I don't believe that I'm better than other people. I don't believe I have privilege. I believe all are created equal. I will have high expectations for everybody. I won't feel sorry for anybody. I don't want your pity. Please, treat me as as a sister and a friend. That's it. Well, I can't thank you enough for wait, what you what wait, you do wait, and what wait, you think. Yes, wait, Kenny. We're not done. Uh, I know you have 22 pages of notes. What, oh, uh, you know I do. I'm sitting here flipping. <laughs> yeah, what haven't we got to? What else do you want to say? Um, what were my little comments that I had? Um, 
We I talked yesterday. So he, on the Amir Locke thing, they talk about that in the in that Alpha News article. Right. How the principal said that it was caused by institutional racism. And I did go speak with, to her for about an hour and talk to her about this because it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, she did bring the equity black equity person in to meet with us because she didn't want to meet with me alone, I guess. I don't know why, but she did. So we all three, he's a very nice guy. We all three just had a really good conversation, but... You know, she couldn't really tell me how it was an example of racism. What happened there, the police were executing a search warrant. They had to get that approved by a judge before executing it. It's not like they were randomly going out looking for black people, which her article which her article made it seem like. And the crazy thing is, is they were executing a search warrant trying to get the killer of a black man. Mm-hmm. Had they not done that, they would not be seeking justice for a black, a black victim. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like, what it teaches kids is that, well, first of all, we never talk about the real thing. Is Are no-knock warrants good or bad? When we, we conclude race is the problem, we never get to real solutions to what is maybe a real problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are bad, but that's where the discussion should be. And then we also teach kids that every single problem is the result of racism. So when black kids screw up, it's racism. When white people screw up, it's choices. Whites have agencies, mm-hmm. agency to make decisions. Black kids are like toddlers or babies with involuntary actions, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's terrible. That's the message, that's the message that, this woman, that this woman gives. So that made me mad mm-hmm. when she took a position on that. And I did try to address that. And, you know, it was kind of futile, but I do what I can. Her name is Jenny Locke. She's the superintendent. Yeah. She, yeah. she blames institutionalized racism for the death of Amir Locke. Yeah. Yes. Like they were just, yeah, around looking around, shooting, looking around for black people to shoot instead of really trying to help a black victim. And then also she took a, a, a position on this climate change thing, saying that, you know, that was the article. There was a climate change walk in Roseville schools, and she, um, there was this uh, email home to all of us parents saying we're having this climate change walk, and she wanted us to know that her and the principal of the high school were in full support of it. Well, of Yet there's a Roseville policy stating they're not supposed to do anything that even right. has the appearance right. of taking a political position because you know what it oh, does? Interesting. It, it silences and marginalizes the kids who disagree. Uh-huh. You know? Sure. I can use their language. That, but, and that's what it really does. Like any kid who disagrees with that is silenced and marginalized. And there were actually four black boys out there protesting against the climate change protesters, which really encouraged me to see. But really, like, you feel like you got to, like, be undercover when you disagree with them when they, when they yes. take a position. And then every position, it bothers me because the email also said that climate change is the number one issue facing black people by talk. <laughs> I'm like, have you lost your stinking mind? I've never heard a black person say that. That's, this is the proof. Yeah. How about that climate change? Problem. What do you think today? What's going on? Yes. I mean, this is the privilege that these white liberals get. I mean, because they don't have the luxury of suffering from their policies. No. Like we do. My life would be a whole bunch better if it wasn't for that climate change today, huh, guys? Really, do you know who, you know, they always... They always make black people look so weak for every issue. Oh, we got to get them the vaccine first because they're so fat and they have high blood pressure. They're just so weak and climate change. They have asthma or something or really, you know what? She's on fire. Yeah. You are the ones that are going to suffer from global warming. You have this white, pasty skin. You disproportionately <laughs> suffer from skin cancer. <laughs> yes, Use Chris yourself. Reavers. Like, stop using us yeah. for every 
issue. And, and when they use us, it doesn't even help us. It's like, oh, you want us to be the first to try an experimental vaccine? You want to defund the police so aren't we are killing each other even more and our neighborhoods get worse? Oh, Oh, health care. You guys, you guys have poor health care because of racism? No, I choose to put too much food in my mouth. Yeah. No, racism didn't do that. You know? What, what title do you prefer? Representative, Congresswoman, Senator, or Madam President? I'm going Senator or Madam President. Oh, stop. I'm not running for office. I have too angry, as you can hear. <laughs> Chris Reavers, you have a question uh, coffee, before we... I, I know that you wanted to promote uh, that alternative education expo that's coming up, and I, I wanted to be able to give you a minute or two to, oh, to yes, talk yes, about yes. that. Thank you. I totally yep. forgot. No worries. So, yes, we have been... Um, just one of the things that my Exodus Movement group is doing is we are having an event called an Alternative Education Expo. It's in Oakdale, and it's this Saturday from 9 to 12, and we will have sessions on the different types of alternative education. We will have a kids' panel, like with kids giving their perspective on what it's like to be homeschooled. We will have an affordability panel with parents and a financial planner telling you how you can actually afford it and make it happen. So this is like another practical solution is getting our kids out of these schools, giving options to parents and um, I'd like you all to come, and you can Google Alternative Education Expo, and the Eventbrite will come up to sign up, or you can go to the exodusmn.org and sign up there and on I will, our website. And I can send you guys a link to put on the Garage Logic yep. website, but I would appreciate it if anyone who's interested would come to that event. I'll make it available on all the GL social media channels as well. Where Where is the location? It is... Um, in Oakdale, and the address is four. Um, of course, I don't have it up. Four Front Drive in. Um, didn't I send you the? But people can get it on the on the site. We'll link to Four yeah, Front Technology and Office Campus. Four Front Technology yep. Drive. Yep. It's right. in Oakdale. It's in a beautiful. Um, it's in a beautiful office complex. Thank you, ma'am, and we intend to stay in touch with you. Don't stop yes, fighting. Thank you for the opportunity. Don't thank you, stop coffee. fighting. Thank you, Coffee. Coffee yes, Mosca, who is an attorney and a mother of a couple of kids in the Roseville School District. and uh, The definition <laughs> the kind of, of person, pushing back. The but definition this is the kind of, of person the, that people should be running. She yeah, should be running. She, you heard her. She doesn't want I to. I know. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. The CP and I were in Florida in March and made our annual visit to Sanibel Island. We oh. thought we would try an e-bike while there and rented some for the day. Well, we loved them, and I knew then we would be visiting EcoFun when we returned. We met Kaylin. That's Tim Bloom's daughter. She's an expert on uh, e-bikes. We met Kaylin, who went over the different bikes they had in stock. The CP settled on the same model that you had before it was relocated to Chicago. Yeah. We have had them a couple of weeks now and could not be more pleased with them. Kaylin did a fantastic job educating us on the bikes and making sure we got the right size and accessories. We were able to meet everybody on the staff there in the process, and they couldn't have been more pleasant to work with. The great thing is we are a 15-minute e-bike ride from the shop and can stop anytime there is a problem. Keep pushing back and keep up the great work, Rick Anderson. And uh, thank you, Rick. I love it when emailers do my work for me. They're talking about EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Their new building is almost finished, and they would like to uh, move the inventory currently in stock, and so they're having a moving sale. Scooters, electric bikes, ATVs, gas golf carts, a Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf cart, youth ATVs, 49cc gas scooters on sale for $12.99 at 115 miles a gallon. Wow. That's my errand runner all summer long is my scooter. You just can't beat it. Uh, great people, as uh, Rick found out, 
Rick and his CP found out. They've got their e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, and right now is a great time because they're clearing out the inventory so they have less to move to their new location. Follow it's, them on Instagram yeah. because they post pictures of the moving sale of great, cool stuff that they have. It's an awesome Instagram site, EcoFun Motorsports on Instagram. And it's right downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, all right, let's listen to me. Do yourself a favor. You don't have to clean out your gutters. You don't have to wash your windows. You don't have to put up your Christmas lights. You have to call Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Why? All right, let's face it. You're not as young as you used to be, and going up a ladder, maybe 10 feet, it doesn't matter how, 8 feet, 6 feet, you have the potential to fall off. And I'm, that's not a joke. Seriously, you need to be safe. So leave it to the pros. I'm at not Kahuna. getting on any ladders You're, anymore. I'm not either. I'm afraid of heights. I'm crying out loud. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to call 612-888-5248. Go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning, talk about your gutters, whatever the case may be. The bottom line is it's safer and easier to have them do your cleaning when a ladder is needed. Suchi boy, he already fell just walking on ice for crying out loud and mangled his hand. Do I have to bring my house to them? No, they will bring the house to you. Wait, no. no, no. you They'll come to you. Oh, they don't bring the windows to you? No. Because your windows are already attached. That's right. Here's the deal. It's that time of year. It's springtime. Check them out. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Tell them that the rookie sent you. It's safer, and it's just... A lot more common sense. 612-888-5248 or go to kahunawindowcleaning.com and tell them that Suchi Boy sent you. Hurry up, I'm writing this. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Let's do this, man, right now. How's that marathon going for you, Suchi Boy? You winded yet? (laughs) No. I just love talking to coffee. Yep. She is the best. Forget about this abusive weather and start planning for a beautiful lawn all season long. You do that by clicking on professionalturf.com. Click that link, schedule your free in-person estimate, and then sign up for a summer of lawn pride. Yeah. Once you're enrolled, you're going to see that uh, that highly uh, um, experienced service tech, Yeah, they're going to show up three to four times a year. Apply a combination of liquid and granular weed killer and slow-release long-time fertilizers, all friendly for the environment. Uh, but that's not all. That's not the whole deal with ProTurf. They also do wonderful landscape work, and ProfessionalTurf.com will also service your irrigation system. Hell, they'll install a brand-new one if you want, and I actually know a guy in that department, and I can personally vouch for his status. Where's on, the grass department? On the <laughs> NAC scale. Uh, he, he, he's a helpful young man. Uh, it's your one-stop website for exceptional lawn, landscape, and irrigation services, and the greenest lawn on the block, ProfessionalTurf.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And uh, this update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. One uh, sort of sports note before we move along here. Uh, tomorrow is, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, tomorrow's Earth Day. Tomorrow's what? Earth Day. Earth Day. Tomorrow. Earthy, earthy, earthy. We better have a guest. Just before Earth Day, the Minnesota Twins have been Wait a minute, I thought Earth Day was April 23rd. Okay. Apparently it's April 22nd, right, John? What? I have it, I have it listed on my calendar as tomorrow. Tomorrow's 22nd. Yeah, if I could quote, uh, what was the uh, Captain Kirk of the new guy, Jean Patrick Stewart? Today the earth is warming and nature's not doing it. 
Remember we had that quote? No, that, does, that doesn't sound like him. Damn it. I'll work on my impersonation. I'm sorry I brought this up at this point. Uh, anyway, the twins have been named the recipient of the 2021 Green Glove Award, which is given to the Major League Club with the highest diversion rate. In 2021, the twins saved nearly 99% of waste at Target Field from landfills which the club says is driven by the club's partners and fans' efforts. Uh, Minnesota, in fact, is the first I thought club. the Green Glove Award was for the uh, top proctologist. Nope. Minnesota is the first club other than San Francisco Giants or Seattle Mariners to win that award since it started back in 2008. Uh, you might remember uh, Target Field back in 2017 was named the greenest ballpark in America. Wonderful. After after it became the first sports venue in the country to earn three levels of LEED certification for sustainability. So uh, congratulations to the Twins. Well, that's about Target all they're field. doing right so far. Right. Uh, uh, by the they way, the uh, ball. also uh, Joe Ryan, who's been pitching pretty well actually for the Twins, uh, as part of all this, uh, Ryan is partnering with Players for the Planet to plant a tree for every strikeout he records this season. Well, he won't need so. many then. <laughs> What do you mean by that? I'm kidding. He's been pitching great. I know he has been. I was just looking for a cheap shot. under three. Come on. In the news, Duluth Police Chief Mike Tuscan says five people were found dead in East Hillside residence on Wednesday afternoon and called it an unimaginable tragedy. Tuscan said the situation began when the Hermantown Police Department responded to a request to check on someone at 11.18 in the morning yesterday. Hermantown Police were unable to make contact with that person but provided info to the Duluth Police Department. That led them to a home in the 700 block of East 12th Street. Duluth Police obtained information indicating the subject had access to weapons. With assistance from other agencies, Tuscan said police conducted a methodical search of the residence and located five deceased people as well as a deceased dog. Wow. The names, names of those found dead have not yet been released because family members are still being notified. Tuscan said they do not believe there's any threat to the public at this time. Uh, police say their investigation remains active and ongoing. They plan to release more information later on today. A suspect has surrendered in connection with that deadly road rage shooting Sunday in Maple Grove that police say was fueled by an argument that took place more than 40 miles away. We have more information on it. A 61-year-old William Hare of Buffalo was shot in his vehicle by another driver just before 3 in the afternoon near the intersection of County Road 30 and Garland Lane North. He was found in his vehicle on the side of an on-ramp onto, I -State 94, uh, onto Interstate 94 and died after he was taken to the hospital. Police say it was tensions between the drivers stemming from an altercation near St. Cloud and the victim and suspect had interactions driving all the way to Maple Grove. Jeez. 30-year-old suspect turned himself in Monday night, now being held at the Hennepin County Jail. He's not yet been formally charged. Both vehicles, police now say, did have one other passenger in their cars. Police say they're continuing to investigate. Always, if you're on the receiving end of this abuse, and I shouldn't have to say this, but I will anyway, always call 911. Always, always, always. They will help you out. Uh, they will find a place for you to exit. They will find a trooper or a local uh, law enforcement mm -hmm. officer, uh, even a fire department. Don't exit on a uh, at an exit where there's nobody around. Don't do that. Go yeah. where there's people. That's wise counsel. And and, and get on nine one one and stay on the phone with the dispatcher. This this didn't have to happen. This was so sad. Forty miles. They followed. Mm -hmm. My God! Can you imagine the blood? The blood pressure. Oh, no. the guy had was. Oh, it's just so sad. 
It's very upsetting. The Minnesota Supreme Court decided yesterday to consider that appeal of a lawsuit filed by a small group of Northside Minneapolis residents. The plaintiffs, you remember, sued the city back in 2021, alleging city leaders had violated administrative law by not employing a minimum of 730 sworn Minneapolis police officers required under the city charter. That 730 number is determined by a population formula used by the city. In July of 2021, a Hennepin County District Court judge, uh, judge agreed with the eight plaintiffs and ordered the city to hire more officers and attain that number. Well, in March, the State Court of Appeals overturned that decision, stating the need for court-ordered intervention was not needed because the city was in the process of hiring more officers at the time. Well, plaintiffs petitioned the state Supreme Court for an appeal. The seven justices have agreed to hear that appeal. State board that oversees police officers is set to vote on a measure that would ban officers from having ties with extremist groups. But members of law enforcement and the community disagree on whether such a rule is fair or enforceable. The Minnesota Post Board first decided more than a year ago it would explore a new rule to ban affiliations with white supremacists or other hate organizations. The proposed ban turned into a contentious issue after the working group, consisting of police and community members, wrestled with how the board should define hate groups. Dr. Pat Nelson, a professor with Minnesota State University who sits on the board, says none of us wants to support extremists or hate groups. We don't want to support that kind of behavior and that kind of advocacy. But on the other hand, do we, have, uh, we do have rights of association as individuals in the United States. Investigators say members of the extremist group, the Oath Keepers, were involved in the riot on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Records later showed that that group had recruited members of law enforcement in the past. And in fact, Oath Keepers have directed their recruiting a- a- effort toward members of the military, law enforcement, and other public safety positions. From the Star Tribune, David Zafran, I don't know if you guys remember this, he was hired by Brooklyn Center to help lead public safety reforms in the North Metro City uh, just three months ago. Yeah. He's now resigned. Huh. His departure will take effect at the end of the month. Zafran was hired in January to manage a committee formed to implement aspects of the Dante Wright and Kobe Dimock Heisler Community Safety and Violence Prevention Act. That act was passed by the city council last year. He would not say in an interview, uh, or he wouldn't do an interview, and say why he was resigning. Uh, He thanked Mayor Mike Elliott for the opportunity. He said he wishes every success to the committee, but he said, I will be leaving to pursue other opportunities. Elliott, uh, who was the mayor of uh, Mayor Mike Elliott, thanked Zafran for his service and then said the city would seek a replacement. They just didn't understand him, did they? President Joe Biden this morning announcing an additional $800 million in military aid to help Ukraine fight back against the Russian invasion. But he also warned Congress will need to approve additional assistance. The new military assistance package includes heavy artillery, 144,000 rounds of ammunition and drones for Ukrainian forces in the escalating battle in the eastern regions of Ukraine. It builds on about $2.6 billion in military assistance that Biden had previously approved for Ukraine. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin claiming victory in the strategic city of Mariupol. Putin, however, ordered his troops not to risk more losses by storming the last pocket of Ukrainian resistance in that battleground. Russian forces have destroyed much of the southeastern port city, which has witnessed some of the fiercest fighting in the war. Were you just speaking of uh, Mariupol? Yes. The, uh, the remaining people there are entombed in a steel mill. 
Yeah. And they're afraid if they poke their head out, they'll be picked off. Yeah, they will be. Uh, but Putin says, no, you, I'll let you go. Well, I wouldn't believe him. So I don't well, know yeah, why to, would you trust a word yeah, that came out yeah. of his mouth? Do you why see would I trust test? a word out of you who hasn't been off your phone for the last 20 minutes? <laughs> huh? Uh, Such? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Have you seen Putin uh, now uh, tested the rockets, the nuclear yes. uh, yep. rockets, yeah. and, and just in case, he says, yeah. just in case Russia yeah. is attacked? Got to have them ready, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to attack Russia? We're not going to attack Russia. I wish we would. I know, but we're not. I know you want war. I think we have a plan, though, in place, don't you? I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. (laughs) Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth, humans that land on the moon, or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Speaking of that, it's exciting. It spurs our imaginations, and it forces us to ask big questions. My big question is, how in the hell did a moron like you get this far? (laughs) Remember the little golden books you read to kids? Sure. Sure. She's a little golden book. She's she's a little golden book. Yeah. It's very kind of Very simple and stupid. Uh, She mentioned telescopes. Yeah. Do you know who has a really awesome telescope? Who? Mike Lynch, the former uh, oh, CCO. Yeah. Oh, he's already yes. writing about the stars got, and stuff. Yeah, it, he has such cool pictures of nebulas and stuff like that. It's absolutely amazing. And you know what? He is the nicest guy. I saw him at a science fair one time. I, was ta- yeah. I met him at the science fair, and he was he's a nerd, but he's a really genuinely yeah. oh, good yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. His uh, Facebook pictures, Rick, I'm sure you see those. Yes. Are incredible, unbelievable. I'm very yeah. jealous that I can't, you know, put a telescope. I got a telescope. Hey, you know, I can look at the hey, moon, hey. And Jupiter. Who cares? <laughs> When's the last time you looked at the moon? I happen to uh, own a telescope. When's the last time you used it? Every night. Remember when you couldn't <laughs> figure it out right away? <laughs> neighbors, yeah, Matthew. Neighbors. Yeah. Right, Mrs. Kravitz. <laughs> What's she up to right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> now She's it's shaving on. his back. The uh, Florida versus Disney uh, <laughs> battle continues. The Republican-led Florida Senate passed a bill yesterday that would eliminate a special tax district that allows Walt Disney to govern the land where its theme parks sit as lawmakers target the company for opposing legislation restricting classroom instruction on gender and sexuality. The GOP-led House will likely vote to approve the measure, and Governor Ron DeSantis said he uh, probably will sign it. Losing the nearly 40-square-mile district near Orlando could be a major blow to Disney's Florida operations. The special district, created in 1967, known as the Reedy Creek Improvement District, exempts Disney from a host of regulations and certain taxes and fees. It's allowed the entertainment company to manage its theme parks and resorts in the state with little red tape for more than 50 years. On Wednesday, Disney declined to comment on the bill. If enacted, the move could cause some pain for taxpayers in the area. The district is dismantled. Various responsibilities would fall to local municipalities and taxpayers. The district's long-term bonded debt totaled more than $977 million. As of September, that would have to be filled in, probably by the taxpayers of that area. Talk about building on a wetland. That had to be the case with Disney World. Oh, for sure. It's all fill. Yeah. It's all fill. What did uh, RWW? It's a honeycomb? Yep. Who's Phil? From 
We were there, my family was there the year it opened. We stayed in the campground, and I was digging in the parking uh, lot and came up with a shell, uh, what, a conch shell, uh, dug right yeah. out of the parking lot uh, the size of a football. Wow. Yeah. yeah that'll so happen. You can, what do you, you think guess. about that, Joe? I, so you it was all hauled in Phil. Yeah. yeah. From the OOPS department, the U.S. Capitol briefly evacuated last night. Oh, how about see this, this story? Twitter, it's a story that panicking. makes me very nervous, and I'll tell you why when you're uh -huh. done with it. I think I know why. It was evacuated after police identified an aircraft that they said posed a probable threat. But the plane was actually just carrying members of the U.S. Army Golden Knights, who then parachuted into Nationals Park for pregame demonstration at the ball game. The alert from the U.S. Capitol Police sent congressional staffers fleeing from the Capitol and legislative building around 6.30. The problem here apparently was that nobody notified Capitol Police that any of this would be happening. Whoops. That would suggest a communications failure between the military, the Federal Aviation Administration, and the Capitol Police. That's the part that makes me nervous. Uh-huh. You mean to tell me yeah. that these people are so disconnected... That no one bothered to say, hey, by the way, there'll be a plane flying over. Before don't the worry about game. it. It's yeah. full of our guys. Yeah. 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 But how fun and, was it to see them scurry like the rats they are? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the and one that tweeted out, here we go, January 6th all over again? I don't know. I oh, and, and Pelosi just became unglued. Yeah. It well, just she went basically just said the same thing Joe did. I mean, she went psycho. Well, she said the same thing Joe did, so yeah, I guess well, is, Joe he, is Joe unglued, Kenny? He's always psycho on days he has to write. Yeah. Let's hurry up and get the yeah. show over with. I'm not what saying us, that. He's come undone. You what are setting us, a pace, though. It's so no, I'm cheap. not. We're yeah. on a great pace. Pace. What makes this even worse, according to the folks watching, and uh, as we just pointed out, is uh, allegedly they've been trying to improve security since January 6th ah, somehow. How's that working out? We got her. With each passing story of consequence in this country, we continue to realize that government has exceeded its tipping point. It's yeah. too big. It's too multi-layered. Look at the food fraud yeah. scandal. There's no who's gonna, who's in charge. A, a simple uh, ferrying of some soldiers to parachute into Nationals field couldn't even be accomplished. You know what else is big? I think everyone here recognizes space is big. how extraordinary space is. Thank you. Okay. I, uh, I think just your daily interaction with government, if you have to have it. Oh, oh God. I, I just I, went no. through a social security thing that took five months to settle, and it should have taken one hour. Unreal. Wow. It took five months. I had to be on the phone five times for 40 minutes, and it was so simple. Finally got taken care of. Anyway. What was it, an adjustment or something? Well, yeah, I, I, they had me down saying, here, you're going to pay for Medicare. And I said, I don't need Medicare. My wife has yeah. health insurance. They had me send two different letters, the first two calls. Uh, nothing. I don't want to hear anymore. I can't take on, it. On the fifth call, a woman finally said, you know what, I'm just going to send a message right now mm -hmm. to the main department. and It'll be taken care of. And it was. So she took care of it. Who did you talk to when you called? I have the notes if you'd like me to go grab them. Yeah, do you have the number? John, continue, please. <laughs> Actor Robert Morse, a very familiar face if you're as old as I and Joe are, won a Tony Award as a brash corporate climber and how to succeed in business without really trying has died. He was 90 years old. He won a second Tony Award a generation later playing Truman Capote in the one-man show, True. Morse died at his home Wednesday after a brief illness. 
Morris first made his name in Broadway in the 1950s, landed some roles in Hollywood comedies in the 1960s. He did become a familiar face in film, but his movie career never reached the heights of his stage acting career. One of his last well-known roles, he played the autocratic and eccentric leader of an advertising agency in Mad Men. The role earned him an Emmy nomination in 2008 as a Best Guest Actor in a Drama Series. He had successfully battled alcohol and drug abuse, but said, I don't think drinking ever got in the way of my work. I did my job. It was the other 22 hours I had a problem with. What was his name? Robert Morris. Who did he, he play in Mad Men, Johnny? Johnny? He just he said who he played. No, he didn't. Yeah, the yeah, autocratic I did, I did boss actually. of oh, the I'm ad sorry. agency. I'm sorry. I just uh-huh. finished Mad Men. Good for you. Uh, that was a, a show about <laughs> smoking and drinking. Yep. It really was. Yeah. A, <laughs> I'm sorry. Robert. A Florida bride and caterer are facing felony charges for allegedly adding marijuana to food served to wedding guests, many of whom fell ill What's after, wrong unknowingly, with grandma? <laughs> after unknowingly ingesting She's the cannabis. <laughs> According to police, numerous guests were treated for symptoms consistent with that of someone who had used drugs. Give Grandma, symptoms... lay off the Funyuns. Right. Wow. Leave the potato salad alone, Grandma. Why has Grandma got the whole bowl of potatoes in front of her? <laughs> Newlywed uh, Danya Svoboda and caterer Jocelyn Bryant have been hit with negligence, tampering, and drug charges for allegedly spiking food served at the February 19th reception, which was attended by about 50 guests. As alleged in an arrest warrant affidavit, victims became ill after they consumed pasta, salad, and an olive oil and herb dip. Several guests were treated at a local hospital where all the tests revealed THC in their systems. What a bunch of idiots. Jeez. One guest told cops he felt ill and high and was having crazy thoughts as his heart raced. Another victim said he told the best man that he felt like he'd been drugged, but he said the best man couldn't answer him because he was incoherent and couldn't answer a question. <laughs> I hope they take that conversation. 69-year-old Nancy Postma, whose nephew married Savota, told cops she had no control over her mind and body and that her mind was playing strange tricks in her head. She said she was paranoid and became loud and unruly in the emergency room. Well, then it was laced with lousy marijuana. Uh, yeah, bad stuff. Y- y- yeah. Yeah. At Iowa Ditchweed. Sure. Danya Svoboda and Bryant, who are free on bond after their arrest this past Monday, have been charged with a pair of felonies and one misdemeanor count. Uh, Bryant, by the way, operates Jocelyn Southern Kitchen. She's described as a holistic chef on the firm's website, which boasts of creating high-quality, transformative dining experiences designed to elevate the bodies and atmosphere of all who Well, she's a moron. Well, she succeeded. She's an idiot. Yeah. Everybody knows you have two different food lines. Yeah. You've got one for the squares, and then there's that <laughs> other one over there. Yeah. Keep Grandma out of that line. Uh, you ever get the feeling there's something going on out there that you have no idea I about? I do. I really no, do. actually, I don't. I, uh, I'm with Joe. <laughs> uh, not trying to steal your Today in History bit, Joe, but I saw this, and it kind of fascinated me. It's not Minnesota history. Uh, it was... 104 years ago, in the well-trafficked skies above the Somme River in France, that Baron Manfred von Richthofen, the Red Baron, was killed Mm. by Allied fire. Oh, boy. Richthofen was the son of a Prussian nobleman, switched from the German army to the Imperial Air Service in 1915. By 1916, he was uh, terrorizing the skies over the Western Front in an Albatross biplane. 
You downed 15 enemy planes by the end of the year, including one piloted by British flying ace Major Leno Hawker. In 1917, Richthofen surpassed all flying ace records on both sides of the Western Front. He painted his plane entirely red in tribute to his old cavalry regiment. regiment. Although only used during the last eight months of his career, it was that aircraft from which he was most commonly associated and earned the nickname the Red Baron. On April 21st, 1918, with 80 victories under his belt, he led his squadron deep into Allied territory in France. The flight drew the attention of an Allied squadron led by Canadian Royal Air Force pilot Captain Arthur Roy Brown. He ended up getting shot. Um, John, I didn't know you were going to do that story, but I actually found audio from that wedding that you were just talking about. Podcast mm-hmm. number 834, <laughs> sure. April 20th. 2022 there's man that guy does something okay. IAF. Wow. i'm glad you threw that in there because uh that was my idea and i didn't know it at the time um or i didn't remember it at the time and uh today i have to issue an apology and uh, props to miss donna valentine from my talk who's been doing that bit on the air yes. for over a year. Oh, yes. really? Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Donna, slow it down. And I uh, forgot all about that and thought, well, this is uh, this is a great idea. On the grill I'm, station? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, Donna sent me an email yesterday saying, oh, so you're stealing my bit, huh? And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I forgot. I didn't know anything in, about your, in, your, in your head, you invented that bit, huh? Uh, actually, it was an emailer. Doing... No, uh, it was an emailer who had a really good idea, and I was all concerned about making sure we well, thank him. Donna, in our defense, you guys are on at the same time we are. Aren't they on right now? Yeah, but and... I, I had heard the promo many, oh. many times. And okay. hasn't Dan Barrero been stealing from you for the uh, last 10 Dan or 15 is Dan, years? Dan's not a thief, as far as we know. <laughs> wow. uh, I have a serious question about the uh, Red Baron. Get an email. The Red Baron. Yeah, uh, legitimate... I just saw Dan last week. Yeah, he's fine. Hail I, fellow well he's a he's a he's got a good attitude. Uh, the Red Baron was, and I'm I'm not trying to be silly or funny. Was Snoopy fighting the Red Baron, or was he? I thought Snoopy thought he was the uh, Red Baron. Th- that's my question. What what was that? I think no, Snoopy he was, thought he was the Red Baron. I thought he was fighting the Red Baron. I don't. know. Okay, know. Well, I'll let it go. Remember, but I just didn't know if there was. Joe, this... remember that stupid hit song from the '60s? I do vaguely. Something Snoopy and the, the Red Baron. Yeah. Yes. 20, 30, 40, yeah, 50 right. or yeah. more. So a dreadful the Mighty Red Baron. Do you guys know about the controversy about who actually shot him down? Snoopy? I mean, this I ro- have this, that uh, Snoopy died? This Roy, what did you say? Roy Brown, he gets credit. But then there's also another guy, Billy Bishop. Uh, and then there's a, a, a ground crew, an Australian anti-aircraft machine gun company that might have done it. Uh, yeah. And the controversy rages on to this day. Yeah, I actually do have that in my story. I just the story was getting kind of long, and yeah. I didn't know, how, you know any comments. Say, G. Eller's the center of the American <laughs> experiment is calling for Governor Walls and the Minnesota Legislature to give back what is rightfully ours. Do it. The nine point three billion dollar budget surplus. You may join the center of the American experiment and like-minded G. Eller's on. Saturday, this Saturday at 11 a.m. on the Capitol steps to demand permanent tax cuts and a reduction in state spending. It's time to make our voices heard and demand accountability and fiscal responsibility. The rally starts at 11. Weather's supposed to be good. Uh, Speakers will take the microphone at 11.30 a.m. You can RSVP on Facebook or go to AmericanExperiment.org for more info. 
They have been in our midst for more than 30 years, and we're grateful to have them. They're a great think tank. They stage events. They bring in speakers. They have a magazine, and they have a great website. It's all dedicated to trying to make Minnesota a freer and more prosperous and better governed state. They're fantastic. The the, uh, rally's at 11 o'clock this Saturday morning, and that weather is supposed to be great. Uh, Find out much more at AmericanExperiment.org. The fender bender mender himself, Mr. Positive Mike Schooner over, is on the line with us on GL. A Mike Run Schoonover Body Works in Glass up in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Uh, that puts you right on E, just a little bit east of Lexington. Mike at Schoonover Body Works, the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here at GL. Hi, Mike. I've got something I want to talk to you about today. I hope you can help me out. I am happy to help you out, Kenny. Um, I have noticed in my own dealings, and I've heard from some friends as of late, a great disparity between the initial estimate of the repairs of some body work and then what it turns out to be. Uh, in my case, I was issued a check, uh, but then the insurance company had to issue another check because uh, <laughs> The, the repairs turned out to be a lot greater than what we anticipated. Is is that actually a thing? It is, Kenny. Well, you know, first world problems here. You know, we we uh, we demand so much uh, information at our fingertips and the ability to manage our own lives. So, you know, these, these photo estimate apps that uh, are out there and the ones that are have been introduced by the, you know, different insurance companies, have allowed for you know greater access to file a claim and and share pictures and all that kind of stuff. But the the unfortunate part about it is that uh, these photo apps um, aren't very good, or they don't take very good pictures, or or the insurance companies haven't really figured out a good process to do it because we're running into th- like three hundred percent increases from the original estimates of the final bill. And wow! Wow! It's it's uh, it's just kind of maddening that, uh, you know, the expectation of the customer is here, I got this estimate and I want to have my car fixed and us body shops have to be the bad guy and go, oh, my go- goodness, they missed 300 percent of the difference, uh, you know, of the damage here. And we need to add these things and we need to get a hold of your insurance company and we need to order more parts. And oh, by the way, some of those parts are on back order. And um, so it's just a little bit uh, it, it's just. Something that we need to make our our GLers aware of uh, and lay the expectation down of what they could expect uh, when they do file a claim in this new world we're in. Well, that's a a pain for the customer. Uh, You you know, that's some serious mental strife you have to go through. Uh, It's a big pain for you, but I've got to believe the insurance company, it's no fun for them either, is it? I, I, I mean, maybe we need to adopt some new methods here. Or go back to the old methods. Yeah, well, it's and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the easy answer is. And in and again, this new world that we're in, uh, where finding employees is very difficult to find, uh, even for you know insurance companies, I'm sure. But uh, right, yeah. you know, it's just the expect the expectation has to be there that uh, the seamless transition of you file a claim and you send us your information and we're going to cut a check and and you're going to go get your car fixed, 
uh, is not as, it's a little bumpy. It can be a little bit bumpy, but yeah, that's why, yeah. you know, shops like us exist and we'll walk customers through it because it is a pain. That's, that's what I love so much about you guys. I, I, I basically, when, when I work with Schoonover, I hand you my headache and you always deal with my insurance company. And I can't tell you what a relief that is, Mike. Yeah, we're happy to do it. And that's just what it is. I mean, we navigate it and because uh, we do it every day and um and we just want to make sure that our customers are getting what they're paying for whether you know if they're if they're insured with that insurance company uh their policy says that they're going to be made whole and we're going to make sure that they they get exactly what they have coming to them and what they deserve right and then if, if, even if it's not their insurance company uh they have no contract with that company however they have a vehicle that needs to be made whole again and, and, and be like it was before the accident. So we're going to yep. make sure that that yep. happens. Yeah, and it's in everybody's best interest. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, GLers, do what we at GL do. If you need glass, body work, oil changes, tires, you need Mike to deal with your insurance company, uh, call up Schoonover Body Works and Glass, 80 years strong in Shoreview, one of the best shops in the Twin Cities. You can see the reviews for yourself, and you can find them on the web at schoonoverbodyworks.com. He interrupts himself yep. to scream at himself. <laughs> That's why he's all ours you and we stop trading him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Joe, I'd like to thank you for your patience today. I would also like to thank you for showing me and Rookie the pair of chill boys that you were wearing this morning. That was uh, fantastic. If you are unfamiliar, well, shame on you. That's all I wear. The most comfortable underwear you will ever own can be found online at chillboys.com. Stop, stop, stop your ad. Okay. Because this isn't just a script. I seriously believe that the chill boys are above and beyond no any question underwear that i've ever worn yep you can go with the uh the performance boxers the bamboo boxer briefs all of those are aligned they by the way they now carry socks and i have a pair of chill boy socks on right now very comfortable as well they also sell long johns hoodies you know what t-shirts they, got? What's they that? got the great they have a good opening an opening where you can you know i thought we weren't gonna go there I thought we weren't going to go there. No, because I got some I drawers. Gonna... I have some drawers where the opening is really faulty. Right. That's because well, you had uh, them on backwards. Well, no, it's too, too big for you. What? I, no, they just. Uh, but well. chill boys, it's bing bang boom. Yes. You know, boom. And uh, they've been a proud supporter of Garage Logic for a couple well, of years now. That's a selling point there. Yeah. Well, I think an I think a an easily accessible opening is a selling point. That's a state fair T-shirt right there. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Accessible opening. I thought you were at the age where you sat down when you did that sort of business. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Chill Boys. No, uh, they love it. Chill Boys are fantastic. But here's the best part Any about them. Any type of pair you want, they got them. Oh, God. They got them, right? But if you go online right now, Joe, do not read that out loud. If you go online right now and place your order, your order that's over $40, that ships fast and free throughout the entire oh, United it's States. It's what makes them great. They're a proud Minnesota company. And... Uh, Shop them online at chillboys.com. Got him. Chill boys, love ya. Back to school, not the uh, back to failed academy, not Roseville. Let's switch out to uh, Robbinsdale. Robbinsdale Cooper High School is trying out a new idea for the rest of the 2021-2022 school year. Okay. As of April 20, yesterday, students with passing grades have the option to stay at home on Wednesdays while those with a D-letter grade or worse must come in for enhanced support. Oh. See? So if you do me. well, you get I'd to... I'd be in there. Many of the school students are struggling with grades down significantly since the start of the pandemic. 
Right now, we're probably looking at about 50% of our student body with Ds and not complete. Principal Dr. Frank Herman told uh, Fox 9 yesterday. Oh, I have a roycey like gas. I did kind of, I catch, caught that wind. <gasps> we are derailing. Now students with Early brunch or what? What happened there? Now students with a... <laughs> Now students with a C- minus or higher have the option to stay home in the middle of the week while all students with a D or lower are still required to be at school. So if you're just a slug getting by with a C-, minus, you can still take Wednesday off. Okay. I, think there I thought was, he was talking to me directly. I think there was some excitement, apprehension, all kind of uh, wrapped into one, Dr. Herman said. Uh, Mimi Otu is a senior, and she needs to get her grades up in English and math. I don't like the fact that a lot of the people that I'm close, that people that I'm close with, aren't here. It feels kind of empty without certain people being there. Otu said of the first day with new rules, "I probably would have had my grades better at the beginning of the year if I knew this was happening." She said, mm. "Boy, if I knew I could get a day off, I would have actually done my assignment, huh?" <laughs> Regardless of their course standing, all students are welcome to come to school in person on Wednesdays, but there isn't any instruction from teachers on these days. Instead, it's a study day designed to focus attention on students who need it the most. (coughs) Excuse me. Any student with low grades who doesn't show up will be counted as absent. So it's come to that. If you're C-, we're so grateful, you get to have Wednesday off. Um, what if you changed your C minus to a C plus? <gasps> but right. the teachers aren't there. Is that correct? Is that they're what not I heard there you for say? you? They're there, but they'll be working with the kids who are uh, at the D level. I got you. Okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah. All right. But so they'll up. be taking all the uh, energy away from the others then. Well, not necessarily. Uh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Only oh, where are we, Lyman's? <laughs> We're in Southampton, UK. The liner is put into Southampton. Yep. Oh. The traveling Lymans. So only because they're coming to us all the way from the United Kingdom from the Lymans. Uh, on this day in 1883, just a minute. April 21st. Turn everybody's mic off. Turn everybody's mic off. Okay. Let's hear it. Everybody. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm just. I'm. I'm laughing at uh, the mood in the room. On this day in 1883, April 21st, Joe, Clarence Cap Wigington was born in Kansas. He's Minnesota's first black registered architect and the nation's first African-American municipal architect. Uh, He designed civic and residential buildings in St. Paul and created six designs for the St. Paul Winter Carnival Ice Palaces during his lengthy career. He died on July 7, 1967. Hmm. Lots of his stuff is still around. And uh, on this day in 1891, James K. Hilliard, an early African-American entrepreneur and intellectual, died in St. Paul. In addition to being co-founder of one of Minnesota's first black-owned newspapers, Hilliard, by active recruitment through newspapers and personal connections, was largely responsible for the influx of African-American professionals into the state in the 1800s. On this day in 1899... The legislature created a state public library commission, which established a system of traveling librarians to serve rural areas. Traveling librarians. That's right. Okay. It's didn't kind of James Hill, his brother Sugar, um, didn't he start a group? On this Sugar day Hill? in yeah. 1940, 
world-famous soprano Lily Pons gave a concert as her husband Andre Kostelanitz conducted the, Minnesota, the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra. Mm. And on this day, the yeah. Twins played their first ever game in at Metropolitan Stadium. Yankees. First ever home game. Yeah. And they lost to the Washington Centers 5-3. Oh. to three. What did I always home think? Game, first home game. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Wait, I thought the Twins became, the Where Washington this? Senators yeah, became Kenny. the Twins. Well, but there was but a, they an expansion. But they quickly created an expansion team mm-hmm. called the Washington Senators. Well, that was dumb. Right. Really? That would be very confusing during those simple times. <laughs> Why didn't they just grant Minnesota then an expansion? Right. right. Uh, yeah. Instead of like going all that trouble, what like having that, two people move. April 21st. They play at that asshole down in uh, Bloomington. <laughs> Yes. Yes. What was that whole Nicollet Park thing? What what they what was that deal? <laughs> that whole thing. I mean, it's like Nicollet Park, Lexington Park. I mean, the Saints, Millers, the Saints, the Millers. Where were we? What's where we stand the, on that now? And on this like, day, I got the box still, score. If you want the lineup, please. Oh my, that's a scalding hot sports <laughs> Thank take. You. Thank you, Des. On this day in 2016, Prince died. At his Chanhassen home. Wow, it's been six years. From uh, accidental, it's being called overdose of opioid fentanyl. So Does anybody on the staff have any type of run-in with Prince? Well, I yeah. never have. No. Yeah, I, I met and talked to him upstairs at Glam Slam during a Miles Davis concert. I don't believe you, uh, Reavers. Uh, I was coaching the Chanhassen Redbirds, and he and his girlfriend were riding their bikes, and he asked me if there was a baseball game today. Great said, story. That's going to be way better than Kenny's. <laughs> I got away with a tomball story. What did you say to Prince? Rookie. What did you say, Kenny? Look at the look at your monitor, rookie. This this is for you. Okay, what did you say to Prince? Tell it doesn't me. matter because Prince was on my left and we were talking and having a nice conversation. We were standing at the bar upstairs in the private area where only the VIPs could go. And uh, all of a sudden I felt something against my uh, right shoulder. Prince was on Whoa. my left. I, I looked over and then I looked up and I looked up and I looked up. And I looked up, and it was the biggest bodyguard I have ever seen uh-huh. in my entire life. And he just huh. smiled at me. Was my favorite story is when Sid tracked him down at the Super Bowl. That's the best story. That's the yeah. best story or ever. No one could talk to Prince. Leave him alone. Not Sid, man. He had his tape recorder. He said, hey, Prince, Prince. Prince stopped and goes, hello, Mr. Harper. Isn't that, that, that shows me that he was so engaged. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he didn't want to talk to me. I met him once. And we were at uh, Applebee's. <laughs> Such. <laughs> Did you ever? I wanted to keep a straight face and go with the story, but I, I couldn't. <laughs> Did you ever see this? Uh, read the story about uh, Tommy Stinson and Paul Westerberg talking to him at, no. down at uh, Paisley. No. A- and Prince uh, asked them uh, why they couldn't dress a little better. They're always dressed so shabbily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the best part. I knew Rookie was completely full of S, Yeah. but I wanted to see how long he was going to be able to I, keep the story going. Applebee's made me, because I said Applebee's, and Applebee's. then that took me back to the bar thing about Applebee's. What's from, the uh, unique thing about Applebee's, by the way? Oh, my God. You can If you go, if you're in New York, or if you're in Jeez. Boston, or if you're in California, or Invergrove Heights, they're all the same. Isn't so that it's crazy, like the same Joe? bar. Remember that bit you did? You were talking about the bar, and oldest bar in Boston. Or something like that. And Joe, don't you have to write Applebee's? today, Joe? Don't I don't look. think I will. 
<laughs> We've sucked the life she out of you. Lost the will to do a Prince column. What's the deal with to. Prince? Why, why didn't he talk some? Call me why now. Why did he fire his chef? Uh, no, why I'll did his chef who, quit I'll because he Kraft knew, I'll tell you who. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you who knew him. Let us the in. CP's dad. What? The CP's dad did all. Oh. Provided all the sewing machines for his costume makers. You're not making huh. this up. No, this is I'm legit. He, I know that. He, would, he occasionally would go to the CP dad's business. Okay. With his sewing machine buyers and stuff. And, and the only thing the CP's dad ever said was, What is he a prince of? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. wow. That's legit because it was in Minneapolis and that's where it was. You know, uh, you know where it was? Right across the street from where the third precinct burned down. Where did Prince grow up? North Minneapolis. Oh, North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that bike he rode in Purple Rain was. That's a f- Jim from Honda Town did that it, one. So Jim it, knew for real. It was yeah. a four hundred two speed automatic. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I saw was uh, what was her name? Uh, who rode the bike with him? She jumped into Lake Minnetonka. Apollonia. Oh Apollonia. my God! Yes. We used to get visits at the fair from Dave Roussan, who built his guitars, the cloud yeah. guitars. He's a huge He would come dealer. and say hi every time that uh, we would perform, or not perform, but do a show at the fair. For all we know, Prince was a GLer. But isn't it great? Well, I, I, I now think, the show's over. No, too. by design, I think he was. Isn't it nice that he chose to do business with local businesses right here in Minneapolis? Well, why in the hell wouldn't he? I mean, if you need a sewing machine, why would you go to L.A.? I don't know. I mean, just if you're if you're big time, he was in the sewing machine business. Ravers, he, just he, hit the music. You're hitting me with like uh, it puts the lotion, man. No, I'm man, I gotta like tell a, you first. Seeing I gotta a really tell you weird first. lamp. I gotta tell you first is a great place to get away from all of this kind of nonsense. I bet Prince was a golfer. I bet he was. I just want to get away from this show. Giants Basketball Ridge, home player, to the legend and the quarry, two of the greatest values of Minnesota yeah. golf, and they have the fin cycle, Rook. What's the fin cycle? It's an electric. Single rider oh. golf cycle. You yes. put your bag on yes. there and take off. I would it's, use that. Sounds very cool. And uh, between June 4 and August 29, a 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry with lunch on them. And the, play it on the same day. And that, that Wakuda Grill has the best lake view and one of the <sighs> finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. I bet there's a good club sandwich oh, or a burger on that man, side. Huh? Oh, man. The 25th anniversary of the legend is coming up. June 28, and that's what sparked golfing in northeast Minnesota. And now those are two of the finest courses in the state, if not the entire country. Uh, plan your entire vacation. Go to their website. You can plan an entire vacation, including uh, mountain biking, hiking, walking trails, uh, nature, fishing. You got it. Good dining, good accommodations, and great golf. View 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. John. That sounds really good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Once spring hits. If it ever does, huh? Well, I thought it was springtime. Meanwhile, since it's springtime, check out Pod MN on your smartphone <laughs> for a full library of podcasts that will entertain and educate you. Also, go to our website. You're missing out if you haven't gone to the uh, YouTube page and subscribed to Garage Logic. There is a lot of fun stuff, behind the scenes stuff, and things that will surprise you, entertain you, educate you, etc. And go ahead and throw us a little follow on Instagram, Facebook, Instapot, Twitter. Twitter. Is Instapot? That's the food thing, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And uh, I'm really hungry. And I can't wait to have dinner tonight. 
Why you like a monkey? The, the the monkey, the light goes on, the monkey hits the button. Alright, Joe's gonna write about garage logic today and Prince and Super Bowl ads.